You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey, everyone. If you'd like to help us out, we are on Patreon. You can go to Patreon.com slash 7Lamb. That's the number 7 LAMB. You can donate as little as a dollar a month, and it all goes to helping us create podcasts such as this one. We have a ton of content on there right now, including bloopers, outtakes, scripts, uh, other podcasts, and we're uploading more by the month. So definitely check it out. Once again, that's patreon.com slash 7LAMB, the number 7 LAMB. Thanks, and enjoy the next episode of End of All Hope. Seven Lamb Productions presents to you End of All Hope. Season 3, Episode 2 Denver. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As we approached Denver, the trees were covered in fungus. The weird blue goop that the ship sprayed had grown. The ground in the woods was mushy. We stepped over large green mushrooms and weird moss-like plants. This is crazy. As we continued our approach, the forest took on a more eerie, swamp-like terrain. Don't touch anything. I'm not going to. can't imagine what the city's going to look like. I wonder how long that ship's been hovering overhead. I stopped to examine a large mushroom growing out of the trunk of a tree. Jay. I'm not touching it. I know, but we need to keep moving. This stuff grows fast. I keep thinking it was more like algae, but it's not. At least, not now. It looks more like a fungus. So weird. It's like walking in a swamp. Uh, it's okay. That was far away. 
Yeah, but it sounded like it was in front of us. I'm sure the city's crawling with thrashers and shriekers. Is your parents' house far? From where we are? It's not close. But we'll have to make our way through the downtown area. Or maybe skirt around it. They live in Berkeley, by the golf course. If we can jump on... Shit. Come on, let's head this way. Wait, where are we going? I followed Ambridge over a ridge and through more alien marsh. We passed by a small pond that was covered in the alien algae. When we finally emerged from the woods, we could see the highway in front of us. I think that's 470, but it's been a while. So I'm not positive. Let's check it out. Shouldn't we stick to the woods? We won't be able to, but 470 stays on the outskirts of Denver. It can lead us up to Berkeley as long as it's clear. Clear of debris or aliens? But Ambridge didn't answer. He just headed towards the highway, and I followed. We jumped onto a smaller road, followed it to an overpass, and stopped. Two thrashers were in the middle of the street. Shit, up here. We jogged up the ramp and hid underneath the overpass. We watched the thrashers fight, like dogs. Or were they playing? It was hard to tell. Ambridge and I kept completely still as we waited for them to leave. Ten minutes later, they did. Okay, I think we're in the clear. You sure? No, I'm not, but come on. We climbed up onto the highway, and we both froze. My mouth fell agape. Stalled cars as far as the eye could see. Not only that, everything, literally everything, was covered in the alien vegetation. This is crazy. It really does feel like we're on a different planet. Ambridge, look. In the distance, hundreds of thrashers ran through a wide-open field that looked like it once was a four-lane intersecting highway. I could even make out a few of the buildings off the side of the road. They were mostly covered in the fungus, but the signs were still legible. Chick-fil-A, Chili's, Texas Roadhouse. It's like watching a herd of buffalo. A herd of buffalo that would attack us if they knew we were here. They're actually grazing. I mean, they drink water? They eat these plants? It's all very interesting, Jay, but we have to keep moving. We're totally exposed. Okay. sure to stay in the middle of the highway so the creatures couldn't spot us from down below. The monster's ship cast a large shadow over all of downtown and even the outskirts of the city. The closer we got, the more my heart raced. The darkness of the city had an ominous and sadistic feel, and the alien vegetation creeping up the large downtown buildings made Denver look otherworldly, although there were only so many buildings left standing. Over here. We ducked into an RV that was covered in mushrooms. Some shriekers had climbed up onto the highway and ran between the cars. We watched them pass by in a hurry. Did they hear something? Smell something? Okay, I think we're good. We haven't seen them eat or drink. What? We haven't seen the shriekers eat or drink. Yeah, we haven't seen the shriekers much at all, which is odd. All these empty vehicles, 
You think they'd be everywhere. But they don't eat humans, so... So what? Nothing. I just... I think it's weird. All of this is weird. We continued along the highway. At one point, we hit an area straight out of a war documentary. Tanks and jeeps overturned and destroyed. The highway had collapsed, which forced us to climb down the rubble. Looks like we can climb back up over there. Hey, it's going to be dark soon. Are we going to make it? We will if we keep moving. Do you really know where we are? My dad used to work over this way. Now, I don't remember everything, but I know we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, but do we really want to head towards that? The looming shadow was close now. We were almost under the large ship. We have to, but we'll avoid the downtown area. I keep hearing creatures that way. I'm surprised that there aren't more. Don't jinx us. I did jinx us, though. The closer we got to the center of the city, the more creatures there were. Shriekers and thrashers stalked the streets and buildings. We jumped off the highway and made our way through some neighborhoods. We jumped fences, ran through backyards, cut through alleys. We eventually emerged from the looming shadow and made our way into what Ambridge said was Berkeley. We passed under Interstate 70 and headed down a street called Tennyson. It's not as bad over here. The alien plants did cover large portions of the street and homes, but they weren't as growing as in the center of the city or in the woods. There's the golf course. We're close. I think they live off 50th, maybe 52nd. I can't remember, but it's just up here. I followed Ambridge onto barely exposed sidewalk. I'll know the street when I see it. Even with all this fungus? Ambridge didn't respond. He actually picked up the pace, and we rushed our way down the street. Ambridge looked down every avenue as we passed. Seeing Ambridge Ancy made me nervous. Not about us being in trouble, but because we hadn't seen anyone since we reached the city. Not one human. What are the odds his parents should still be in their home? Still here. Watching Ambridge's searching eyes, I knew he felt the same way. This is it, 50th. We rushed down the avenue filled with mostly quaint, little one-story homes. But three houses down was the only two-story house on the block. We went to that one. This is it. The house was partially covered in algae fungus. It was a modern home with a pure rectangle shape, a balcony adjacent to the awning covering the front door, and two little pine trees on opposite ends of the walkway. The wooden fence around the property was pretty much destroyed, but the house was still intact. Come on. We walked up to the house. Ambridge tried the front door. I really don't want to make any noise, but... Ambridge lightly knocked on the door. He then tried peering into the one window where the curtain wasn't drawn all the way. Pretty sure I know how this is going to turn out. Let's try the back. I followed Ambridge through the cracked fence, past the shed. The back door to the house was ajar. Ambridge readied his gun. I did the same. We cautiously entered. Debris littered the floor. There was a pungent smell coming from deeper in the house. I was worried about what it could be. We checked the living room and the study, but we found nothing. We walked into the kitchen. Pots, pans, utensils, and food all covered the tile floor. Oh, good. I think that smell is coming from the refrigerator. Me too. 
I walked over to the fridge and opened it. <coughs> oh, man. Yep. It's the fridge. Close it. I'm going to check upstairs. Go shut the back door. Okay. I went to the back door, but as I was about to shut it, something caught my eye. It was a squirrel. A small animal made its way along the section of unbroken fence and slid down a beam. It slowly made its way across the backyard. It dug into the ground, pushing the alien plant life aside. It kicked up soil and dug its snout into the ground. Instead of shutting the door, I stayed there and watched for a while. The squirrel never seemed to find food, and eventually it took off back up the beam and over the fence. That's when I noticed I had been standing there for a while, and Ambridge had not come back downstairs. Ambridge? I walked through the hallway and up the stairs. Passed by a guest bedroom, a bathroom, and a closet. I headed for the far door at the end of the hall. Ambridge! I stepped in to find Ambridge sitting on a bed. His gun lay next to him as he ran his hand through his hair. They're not here. I'm sorry. I'm not surprised at all, but I have to admit I'm a little depressed. Not even a note. Everything happened quickly. Maybe they had to hurry and get out. I'm sure that's the case. Still doesn't make it easier to take in. I'm sorry I made you come here. You didn't make me. It was my idea. It was my choice. At least I know. (sighs) At least I tried. Yeah. What do you want to do now? Can I have a few more minutes? And we'll figure it out. Okay. I left Ambridge in a room and went back downstairs. I sat on the long green couch and waited. Twenty minutes later, Ambridge came down. Thanks. Hey, if you ever want to talk, we can. I'm okay. I don't mean just about your parents. Anything. Even Harris. We never talked about what happened. We were both there. We know what happened. But I know he was your friend. I'm okay. It's just... Jay, I'm not the talkative type. I uh, don't like to get too emotional. You understand, right? Sure. But I guess I'm just the opposite. Yeah, I know. How about we eat dinner now? Okay. The sun slowly set over the horizon. We finished eating our canned food and scoured for more in the house. Ambridge had found another backpack and we stocked it. I'm thinking we need to find a vehicle. There's no way in hell we can walk to... Where was it again? Ramona. I mean, I'd like to try for Ramona because that's where Scott lives. That's where Ava and Mark would head first. If they're not there, we can head north. My father and brother will be in Bodega Bay. Okay, we definitely need some transportation then. I watched Ambridge pack the bag and search for more supplies. Red light of the setting sun was seeping through the windows. I knew Ambridge was trying to keep himself busy. Ambridge, 
If you want to stay a few more days here, we can. For what? Just in case. In case my parents return? I don't know. Listen, Jay, I understand you're concerned about my emotional well-being, and I appreciate it. But honestly, I'm more worried about yours. Mine? Why? Because I expected this. I didn't get my hopes up, and yet this still does kind of hurt. But you? You talk about Ava and Mark and your dad like you're definitely going to see them again, and I'm worried how you're going to handle something like this. What happens when we get to Ramona and your friends aren't there? What happens when we get to Bodega and your dad isn't there? Just don't get your hopes too high, okay? I don't know. I don't like thinking about it. Let's keep searching. See what other useful stuff we can find. I nodded slowly. Oh, great. The ship again. We went into the kitchen and peered out the side window, towards the large hovering eyesore. The loud hum continued, and then a strange noise. Holy shit! Now this, this is some straight sci-fi movie bullshit. Several shining red beams rained down from the ship. They glowed brightly, outshining the setting sun. I need a better look. Where are you going? I followed Ambridge out of the back door. He walked to the side of the house and jumped onto the air conditioning unit. He pulled himself up onto the roof. Hey! Wait! Not so loud. We're outside, man. Sorry! Come here, hand. Ambridge helped me up and we climbed to the tallest part of the roof. We were able to see over the tops of the near trees towards the downtown area. I count seven beams. Suddenly, dark figures lowered from the ship. Ambridge? What is that? The beams were far away, but there was no mistaking what we were seeing. The dark figures were tall and skeletal. They were too far away to see their faces, but they definitely weren't human. They weren't thrashers and they weren't shriekers. Look how many. Hundreds continued to descend. Were these the creatures that flew the ships here? Part of me wanted a closer look, and part of me knew that I didn't actually want that. Amridge and I stood there, on the roof for nearly a half hour as more and more of these alien beings descended onto the downtown area of Denver. Amridge's statement of getting my hopes up hit even harder now. Thank you.
End of All Hope. Written by Robert M. Lamb. Edited by Isa Yazdezade. Starring Hope Ennis as Ava. Nick Engelhardt as Mark. Adam Jetmore as Jay. Jack Austin as Ambridge. Jody Swenson as Stephanie. Catabelle as Madison. Krista Tolley as Teddy. Ariel Hack as Mia. Gina Coyle as Kylie. Brett Wilkins as Travis. Gareth Thomas as Sammy. And Crystal Hall as Lane. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Eldritch T'Challa of Nemesis Black at ReverbNation.com slash Nemesis Black. And Amberlynn Nicole at YouTube.com slash Amberlynn Nicole. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Visit www.7lamb.com for other audio dramas such as this one. This has been a Seven Lamb production. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.